You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one. of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, in that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank, presented by iHeartRadio, right here on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, Seth Levitt, and the only podcaster to lead the league in receptions and bowl a perfect game. Look it up. O.J. McDuffie. Juice, how we feeling, man? Is, New is digs. That, is that factual? It is until someone proves it wrong. Damn right it is, man. That's <laughs> if good someone stuff, can man. find that out, uh, yeah, then yeah. they can have it. I, I'm doing great, man. You know, me, Big Seth, you know, we get into, you know, into the, into the building. We always talk about, you know, getting into the building, man. But today's guest, obviously, is one of the guys that we've been, been hunting down, man. Been hunting down. Hasn't been in the fish tank since 2018. 2018. But at that point, he wasn't the 11th member of the Miami Dolphins to enter the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer Zach Thomas, welcome back to the Fish Tank. Man. Hey, good to be back, man. Yeah, how are you feeling? I feel good. Riding high, yeah. <laughs> still, still, uh, big seven. You see it, right? Yeah, I mean, how could you not be? How, you know what? There's so much to talk about, and we're going to get into everything, but I have a bone to pick with you first, Uh-oh, and I okay. think you know where I'm going with this. So I'm fired up. I'm watching NFL Honors, right? This has got to be the year, and of course, they call you last, so they build the drama because they know that Dolphins Nation is like, they're thirsty for this thing. You come out there, everybody's going nuts. My phone's blowing up. I'm sure yeah. yours is Juice. Juice and I already, we're like planning, oh, Zach's going to come back in the fish tank. Like, of course he is. We're going to be first. Sure. I, I stay up late. I watch, you know, the communication staff, Ann Nolan and, and Brett Breckheisen, and they get it all figured out. And, and you're talking to the South Florida media. You look like a champ. I've never seen you look so good. And you're doing everything. And I'm like, Juice, we're going to get him. We're yep. going to get him on the show. <laughs> yep. And then, like, 20 minutes later, Ann's texting me. And she's like, hey, Zach kind of wants to lay low now. He's kind of and, – and you start backpedaling. You start doing that thing. You're going right back into obscurity. Coverage. Backpedaling. Yeah, yeah, you coverage. Know, nobody did it better. And you, he's going to just start fading off. Somehow he thinks he can hide from the world, Juice, because now he's a Hall of Famer. He can hide. And, and I said, okay, I understand it. That's him. That's his personality. And I'm driving in the car like four days later, and I turn on, and, and you're on with Hawk and Crowder. I'm like, what the hell is this about? Then Joe Rose calls me that night, and I go, what's going on with Joe in the morning? Like, you do a whole media tour. I mean, what, what's the deal? Well, I called Juice even. And I, <laughs> Wait, and I had to talk him off a ledge. I had to talk him off a ledge, I called you, yeah, Juice, yeah. and I told you, hey, I'm just trying to rattle Seth. Because you know you were assigned to me back in 1996. 96, right. And when was I ever easy when dealing with the media? Never. Well, 96, <laughs> okay. that was well, it. Why are you so surprised? Before you were named the starter. Yeah, you know that story. Right, right. The he, Harvey, then, he, then Harvey takes the over. The pecking order, and then yeah. any, everything else was me. And so they thought that I was going to work with Zach until, you know, about two weeks in. Jack Del Rio's gone, and I couldn't talk to you for the rest of your career. But <laughs> hey, um, you, you were assigned to me, the, I mean, for, for then on out. So yeah, yeah, it was it was quite a wild ride, man. Yeah. But let's so, so we, let's, we can't we can't just let this. He was really in his feelings. Zach. Good, yeah, yeah you got it. Yeah, you got it. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah, hey, yeah. You yeah. know, you're both friends. Yeah, right. and so you knew I was going to do the show. <laughs> Wait, this how you I'm treat just, your friends? Hey, that's exactly. Okay. It's all love. Okay, you're good. Hey, just like you, you throw a shot. The hell out of us, you man. just. Took a shot at me right at the bat. It's the first question. <laughs> so is that is that what I just, you know, it was my first opportunity to sit in front of you. You, you know, your texts are on uh, do not disturb and the whole thing. So well, we you, appreciate you text it. me I every look, day look. and I text back, don't I? <laughs> so we're good. This is true. We are good. So yeah. let's let's move into this thing. We all got to see the moment 
the, the Hall of Fame did an unbelievable job. I mean, the Knox and the hotel were really cool, but what they did this year was incredible. And obviously we have a bias, but I think everybody's seen it now. And, and what an incredible moment to see you walk into your house. You know, uh, mom takes you out to lunch. You think that it's just a normal lunch with mom and you're walking up the stairs in your house like you've probably done a million times. Mm. And there's Jimmy in his gold jacket. We saw your reaction. We all felt it. And your whole family's standing there. I mean, everybody, you know, Bart flew in. I bet you yeah. probably didn't even know he was in town. Katina's there, the kids, everybody's there. Tell us what we didn't see. Like, what were you feeling in that moment? That's, I just, like, everything that had to kind of build up to that moment. What's going through your head? Well, I mean, I was surprised. And uh, it was very emotional, you know, going up the stairs. I couldn't breathe. And so that's why I was moving like a penguin, man, going up <laughs> like this side to side. I couldn't even get up the stairs. Wow. And, uh, but it was powerful because of Jimmy. Um, Jimmy's my guy. He gave me the opportunity. And he started me after the first preseason game, yeah. you know. And, and so I owe him everything. And, uh, and, you know, I didn't fit the part either. So for him just to throw me in from the jump was uh, respect. And, you know, but to my family being there too, because they've known me for, you know, uh, well, they know me, but they, <laughs> I played for 28 years yeah. of football and they were along the journey the whole time. Right. And they were very supportive. My parents gave me every opportunity to succeed. And so I rode their backs for a long way, but they knew how much I loved the game. I was obsessed with it. So for them to be there and enjoy that special moment was, was awesome. And are you thinking about all that in that moment? Like, I mean, you know, clearly you were just overwhelmed with emotion, but like, is all of that running through your head at that point in time? Or, Cause I know when I, when I did talk to you, you, you were like, I'm still kind of in a daze. Yeah. So how much is that motor just running? And you're thinking about all, you know, people talk about your life flashing before your eyes. How much of that was going through your head in that moment? It, it's like everything came all at once, you know, and uh, I'm very grateful. The game's been so good to me. And uh, but, yeah, it's a blur when I look back at it. Uh, but a special moment. They got it all on video. And yes, I cried. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Uh, yeah. But uh, we know it won't be the last time. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> but it, it played out perfectly. Yeah. You know, what was running through my mind. Big Seth was that um, when he played against Penn State, that one game in Happy Valley, and he had like 40 tackles against us. Man. Yeah. And how much I didn't like him at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I met him at Walter Camp, realized how much I loved the guy. And then right. next thing you know, he's a Dolphin, man. So it was like, you know, it's a love-hate relationship with Zach Thomas. So I hope, I hope that was running through your mind as well, Zach. You know hey, what I mean? Wait, you you're saying in that moment when he's hugging, I love you, coach, that he's thinking about you and happy about That's right. I'll have right. to say this. That that was wide. The, the field goal was wide. They, they, won the last, they won the last second of the game. And it went wide. And so I was bitter. He, he wasn't mad. You can let it go. I, I haven't let it go. I mean, that was the open up the season. The ultimate competitor. They were number three in the country at the time, and, yep. and they, got, they got a field goal at the very end of the game to win it. So you know, but, you know what his motivation is now. That was his motivation. That was yeah. it. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And then to see you at the Walter Camp, that was awesome. Yeah. You and Kajana there just welcomed me like I'm your boy already. And then next thing you know, we're we're neighbors, we're friends. You know, it's it's uh it's awesome. Yeah. Yo, Zach had a, he tried to introduce himself to me, Big Seth. And I was like, come on, man. You know, I still don't like you because of what you did to my team. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were good after that. Well, I'm glad you guys after that weekend was over, that. we became real cool. After I'm that. glad you're oh, able yeah. to get past that, yeah. and I'm sorry that that caused you to cry in this important moment when you're walking up the stairs. <laughs> what happens after? So when the cameras turn off, like 
Do you guys, I mean, is it a celebration? Are you just kind of like overwhelmed and I need some space? Like what happens after? The, after the, the surprise? Yeah, after the surprise, yeah. you do all the things that you had to do for the cameras. Well, and I just, what? I went and got Jimmy a beer. Okay. And made sure. I hope it was a Yeah, it wasn't a Heineken. Yeah. It was a Modelo. So but you didn't know he was coming. That's quality. That's quality. Yeah, quality. You got yeah quality. I didn't. It wasn't domestic, but it was. Uh, he he was happy with it, so we sat there and just reminisce and you know exaggerate old stories and stuff like that. You know. Outstanding. So That's what it was we're awesome. Awesome. You, know, you earlier Seth mentioned the NFL honors. You know that was obviously an incredible night. But you were sitting on this for a couple of days, bro. You know you you had you know you you were sitting on it for a couple of days. And now when NFL honors are on, you finally get a chance, you know, to go out there and, and, and celebrate it. You know, not only that with your former teammates, but now also with your new gold jacket teammates, man. How was that? Man, have, for one, having to sit on it for a few days, yeah. you know, and then obviously, you know, when that moment happened, when you, had, when you came on stage. Well, looking back, uh, we sat on it for two weeks. Even my kids. Was it two weeks? How about my kids? They oh, kept wow. it all secret. I mean, because they go to school. Yeah, next day. yeah, yeah. I think I think my dad told a dentist back home or something. <laughs> it was just. I know you, Thomas, oh, is secrets now. I know you're exactly right. But that night before the announcement, uh, I'm standing backstage with Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith. I mean, Kurt Warner. We're just talking football, and I'm just like, man, these are legends, you know. And now I'm part of that team. It's very humbling. Uh, at the end of the night, I remember looking at my phone and it was like 600 texts and climbing, you know? And oh, wow. Yeah. And I, it took me about a week to get back to everybody. Right, I can get over know. myself yeah. now if it was yeah. 600. Exactly. Well, yeah. well, Seth sent back three yeah, times. Yeah, like, he's written, <laughs> hey, I'm so proud of you. The same text over and over. I just you kept know, hitting Seth. So, yeah. yeah. I'm like, and so that's why I kept climbing. It was all Seth. But, uh, but it was pretty cool because it, it reconnected me with uh, a lot of old teammates and then coaches yeah. and distant family. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it was cool. It, how much of a whirlwind is it? Because I know you. You like things to be routine. You kind of have gotten into your soccer dad life and everything, and now you're whisked away and you're at the Super Bowl and NFL honors and this press conference and that, and then they're measuring you for your jacket and your bust and all that other stuff. How much of a whirlwind is it to like have all that? I mean, your life is interrupted in the best of ways. Yes. But what is that like for you, a guy who really likes things to be a certain way? Oh, hey, you know me. Uh, <laughs> I'm a routine guy. Yeah. And so it's a little uncomfortable going out of your comfort zone. I mean, it, you know, it throws off your workouts. You know, I got to get my workouts. I'm a mental head case when it comes to workouts. But I feel like that's the reason, even from a young kid, right. I couldn't miss a workout. Even with my family, like we're going on vacation, I, w I wasn't missing a workout. I'm like, hey, does the, the hotel we're staying at have a good gym? Or I take dumbbells with me, you know? And so it was just always. And so I'm the same way today. And so even when you're out there, out, out of your schedule, it, it does throw you off a little bit. But hey, it's a, it's a good thing. Like yeah, you said. that's a good way to do it, yeah. right? And then, you know, and it, and it doesn't stop and it won't stop until August. And, and, uh, and again, all for the right reasons. But I think you were just in Canton last week or what have you. You know, they always they bring the, mm -hmm. the, the incoming gold jackets in. and You kind of do your tour now that that it's your house. And I remember being there in 05 when Marino went in mm -hmm. and you're playing in the in the Hall of Fame game. There's this great picture juice of Erlacher and Zach and JT because we're playing the Bears and you guys are just standing in the Hall of Fame because they, they give the players a tour. And now you guys are going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. What was it like going back to the Hall last week? For the first time, knowing that this is your forever football home. 
Yeah, you know, in Canton, this little small town, you know, Canton being from Ohio oh, yeah. and, and the people out there, man, super friendly. I, yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm a Hall of Famer now, but they, uh, never know. They, hey, super friendly, <laughs> the handshakes, the eye contact. It's so cool to be out there, but to go through the room of busts was awesome. All the linebackers you look back at, you got Junior in there, you know, got JT in there, just Mike Singletary. I could keep going. Derek Brooks, all these guys, Ray Lewis, Erlacher, who you just mentioned. I mean, like, wow, that's a, that's a special family. And, uh, you know, but just like I said earlier, we all rode on somebody else's back just to get right. there. So that's what I'm out there to represent all our teammates and, and coaches along the way. And people help me, you know, because – I didn't do this all by myself, and, and uh, I'm very grateful for that. Did they show you, like, okay, this is where the class of 2023, where, where the busts are going to go? Yeah, they they did. And uh, I don't know if they got enough room on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big block. That's a lot of bronze. bronze. It is. It is. Value's going up. Yeah, Blair, Blair is doing the measurements. Blair is doing the Okay. Yeah. Is, is he going to do yours? He was he did my measurements already, but yeah. I didn't I didn't break records. All right. <laughs> Nobody says that. Jonathan Ogden. Jonathan Ogden. Yeah, but he's got a body for Jonathan Ogden's well, got right. a body he's for six, that eight, head. My, and, and, I mean, know. I ain't got that. I mean, I'm like a bobblehead or something. Yeah, if you're second to Jonathan yeah. Ogden, <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> a bobblehead. Oh, that's pretty. But they all look the same though, when it's just the, the bust though, you know, right? Uh, no, some of them are like, yo, that's a lot of bronze. It, it is a lot of, yeah, you got some big, big heads out there, but. The little plexiglass I'm, shelves that they sit on them, some of them are like reinforced. I'm trying to see if I should smile. What would you think? Smile or be more Do you like get to make that game. decision? You get to make that decision. I think you go with the smile you had when we were playing basketball and somebody fouled you <laughs> and you, you wish they would. Don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. yeah, that smile right there is kind of like bold. It's okay, kind of okay. bold. It's like, I like that. Yeah, like, hey, you have my back always all out day. there, especially when there's a hard foul. Yeah, all day, man. So. I mean, we can't got to protect our, our prized possession, man. You know? go we got some of these guys yeah. Yeah, that come out there to play. They can't play like that. But plus, I was worried about them getting hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they hit Zach, they might get hurt. This you know seems like I mean? a little, oh, you were worried about them getting hurt. Exactly. Hit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right. Yeah, it's so funny because Seth mentions that 05, you know, man, you guys were in the hall. And you were, at that point, you were in your 10th season. And, I mean, it, you had to be, you know, you were already had a legendary career at that point. At that point, you thinking like, Start to think about your place in history. And did you ever think that one day you're going to be right there with some of those guys, some of those busts? Well, back in 05, what you were mentioning when we were out there and then 
we were there for the induction of Marino. I never would have thought that I'd be on the same team again with Dan. But even I remember coming in as a rookie, and you know Dan's presence. He's a legend, you know. And uh, I remember telling him, hey, man, I remember watching you back when you first came in the league when I was in the third grade, right? So he's like, hey, you're showing he my hearing, age He loved hearing that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. So think about that. And then I'm going in with Dan the man. But uh, I never – I was always in the moment because I always wanted to be, even if I was playing well, be uncomfortable. Yeah. And that was me playing, you know, mind games with myself just to get the best out of my prep. And if I feel like if you look back at everything while you're playing, you can't really enjoy the ride if you're going to try to get the best out of yourself. And, and that was the one thing I kind of understood, not, not earlier on, but later on, that you had to really be, you know, in the moment at the time to get the best out of your prep and the best out of your play. Because it's a short window, man. And that window, even if, you know, played 13 years, it went by like that. And so you got to know that's just a little bit of time of sacrifice, you know, for a lifetime of pride or do you, do you start to recognize that more as you get you know those first few years right you're just trying to establish yourself and build that name but like juice is talking about no five now you're talking year nine year ten do you start to understand that that window is even and 10 years in this league i mean it's yeah. it's unbelievable at that position as well uh, yeah especially at that position and the way this guy played, played it, it. Yeah. yeah but do you start to even everything you just said about understanding that short window do you start to embrace that even more because you start saying, man, what, what is what is the longevity here now, 10 years into this thing? Right. You're always looking at, you, I mean, it didn't matter if I had five more years. You got, you're got you looking at the finish line. Because, you know, we always went on from high school to college to pro, right? Well, there's no after, nothing there's no after, after that, yeah. you know? And so, for me, I always, uh, I feel like in that 10th year, you start to get smarter. And you, you both know the locker room. I was more efficient with my time when I got there because I knew if I was more efficient at work, I'd have more rest time at home. And so I get in there instead of watching 10 replays of Sports Center, you know, or in the corner with, with the dumb talk. You know the dumb talk. Oh, yeah. I was part of that dumb talk as a young rookie. But you waste so much time in the facility. And so I'll, instead of doing all that, I was like, hey, getting some prehab in, getting some weight room in, some film in. And that's when I feel like you figure it out, but your body starts to let you down. But at that time, I feel like 2005, I'm peaking, man, with my prep. And that's what I miss most. You know, I talk about, I say, I say this to people all the time, like Zach, even before, like nowadays, where they get breakfast, lunch, and dinner here, if they want it. You're one of the only guys that was ordering dinner here. You know what I mean? Because it was hard. You couldn't. It was hard to take film home back in well, the day. Well, ordering from the coaches or whatever it was, <laughs> whatever it was. You were though. sneaking it down. But he, was saying, but he was saying he was he was staying here eating all those meals. You know, while oh, you were right. here, where a lot of guys were out of they were gone. Yeah, out of the building, man. And we'll talk a little bit more about you know how much film study you did, man. But that's how that's what you're talking about. You weren't waste. You were doing that really early in your career, where a lot of guys in their early 20s were they were out living in South Florida. Yeah. They're out. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like, and I wasn't really smart earlier in my career. Uh, you know, I got away with it, you know, because of my youth. But even prep, I, I wasted a lot of time and watching film. But you start to, with experience, man, you start to understand it, knowing what can help you in the game. And when you start to understand, that's pretty cool. But uh, you always were always here. Always here, all like, the time. You know, I know the line you said to one former Miami Dolphins head coach. I'll be there when you get in in the morning, oh, yeah. and I'll still be here when you <laughs> that's leave. That's right. But you were, so I, I think yeah, that's what you're yeah, saying is that absolutely. you were doing that 
even as a rookie, you just maximize the time more. Uh, got better, got, more efficient, got like you said. And, and and even even if I wasn't, if I was wasting the time early on in my career, mentally on the field, you feel like you still at that edge because you know you really prepared. It's like prepared. studying for a test, man. You're ready to go take it, and that's that's where I feel like I got the best out of myself. And it was more for between the ears than even knowing one play, because all it takes is one play. One play from that prep, that's a game changer, right? Like you could have a bad game, but one great play, and then nobody's going to remember all the rest of it. And that's well, what- Well, depends how bad that yeah, bad play. That, that's true. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> Weigh those that good and that bad. And just to, just to clarify what you're saying when you said you got more efficient with your time or you didn't waste time, you didn't shorten the amount of time you were in the building. Right. You were still in- the, all these hours, you just got the most out of that time? Right. I was. I got the most out of it. Just yeah. got more where I could get home and I could do the hyperbaric chamber. I could get the massages. Yeah, that I could do the stress therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, it definitely helped, helped me in the long run. And even to play, you know, longer in my career, the concussions is what got me because I felt like the way I took care of my body, I could have played another at least five. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, concussions got me and I couldn't be as the same as you know, as aggressive. Right. Yeah. I just, it's funny. You talk about the dinners and ordering food, the hidden ordering food would be like, Hey Seth, what are they serving in the coach's yeah. lounge? It's Longhorn night. Was Longhorn it Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sneak a plate down there. Get the salmon and filet. Oh yeah. That was good. They're, They're doing it like that. up there. Oh, yeah. huh? We could go up there yourself. Cause other players would be like, Hmm, what's that going upstairs? So, you know, you talked about the, uh, the amount of time that you played and uh, you know, you could have played longer, what have you, but you retired when you did. You became eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2014. And then it was kind of the waiting game. And I remember talking to you early on, and you're like, look, I'm not, if it happens, it happens. I'm not going to get caught up in it. But there was a period of time that you had to wait, you know, that you had to wait. And I think it was, was it like six years in before you made it to be a finalist? And then four years in a row, you're a finalist. That first year, you did the whole, that's, they were still doing the hotel thing mm -hmm. and the knock, and you had the whole, and it was here. It was in South Florida, and you had the whole family there. And I know year two, you were like, that's a lot. Like, you know, yeah. the family can catch up if and when I get in. But Juice, I don't know if you even know this. So in the second year of his um, being a finalist, Zach was in my office. He was helping me out with one of my other 25 podcast projects. And he was sitting in my office, and the phone rings. And he looks down, and he's like, oh, this is Dave Baker, who was the president of the Hall of Fame at that time. He goes, I got to take this. I'm like, yeah, you got to take it. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, I'm going to be here for the moment. Like, this is the moment. I'm going to be here for it. And, and it wasn't the call that you wanted at that time. Probably better for television history that you've got the Jimmy Johnson walking up the stairs crying than sitting alone with me. Crying on your <laughs> shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, can you imagine what a waste that would have been? But talk about that call because I could hear, you know, you, for whatever reason, your phone's so damn loud. But I could hear a little bit about what David Baker was saying. And I felt like at that moment, even though he was telling you no, it almost seemed like it became more a matter of when and not if at that point. Yeah. You know, even at that time, though, I mean, it's all perspective, how I looked at everything. Because just like I keep mentioning, we rode the backs of so many others, and yeah. you're only here because of that. And to be in the conversation, I'm like, I won, man. I wasn't ever looking at it. Like, even if I didn't make it, just to be in the conversation, to make it as a finalist, I looked at it as like, man, you know where I came from. Yeah. A small town, man. Like, you think I would even 
think one day I'd be in the conversation. I didn't even know I'd be able to make it Are to the NFL. Are you the first Tampa harvester that will make it to the football Hall of Fame? Yes, yes. <laughs> first Texas Tech Red Raider, too. Really? Um, which, yeah, wow. but not going to be the last, you okay. know. And so, I like that. Right. But I, I tell you, it was just, to me, how it's all perspective, how you look at it. And I didn't let ego get in the way because, man, there's so many more yeah, factors man. that make you the player you are. Yeah. I don't care if. If you're a great receiver, Juice, if you don't have a quarterback or an offensive line to block for that quarterback, right? So that's the only reason you're great. It's a team game, an individual award. So I never lost that where game owes me something. You kidding me? That's not me. You know that. And so I never wanted to go out. That's why I never went out to campaign. You're not going to hear me campaign or any of that. It's easy to say now. But yeah, right, but the right. thing, but you did you hear me? Yeah. Did you hear me? No. And I'm not that yeah. guy yeah. because I know there's more to it, man. You got to get lucky in the lucky situation, the system that I got put in from the beginning, and you got to have a coach that believes in you, you know, yeah. and then your players to believe in you, and that's what I feel like I just got. It was lucky. It was a little luck. Yeah, I understand. That's a part of it all. You, you, but yeah, you, you don't, can give yourself yeah. a little, little credit. Bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we know better. Yeah, yeah. Sure. player too. Hey. Yeah. Thank you. Did you ever doubt, though? Like, I understand everything that you're saying, but did you ever think about, or or was it not even the type of thing that you think about? That, you know, like, okay, he gave you that call. This will be the year you're a finalist again. Do you feel like you're on the treadmill? Do you think it'll ever happen? Or did you start to believe, okay, my time will come? I I believe my time will come because the more you're a finalist, and what was it, three or four years, I was a finalist. Yeah. And uh, that's when I started thinking about it. And then you think about it for maybe a week. It's the most prestigious honor, man. I'm not going to act like it's not, like it didn't affect me. It didn't affect me, man. What, what can I do now? I wish I had that motivation when I played. What are you going to motivate? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, it wasn't one of those that you lose sleep at night about, but it's the most prestigious honor. But I didn't want to take away anything from the guys that made it before me. That's a good you kidding point. me? It's all respect for these guys. And even the guys that haven't, been in they're in the conversation everybody could be deserving and i'm not that guy it's not me to compare man you know? i'm just amazed that we went 25 minutes before the word respect came yeah. up the first yeah. time. Yeah. Favorite. favorite. i'm, gonna say, I'm about to say the yeah. thing i'm about to say that as well what's up i'm john wall and i'm cj toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game we're now joined by three-time nba six man of the year elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, you know, so right after the big announcement, you know, I mean, after all 
I mean, after you, this is, these are Seth's words, right? After you stiffed armed us. You know, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Why like that. that on me? I mean, they are my words. Yeah. <laughs> Straight highs. Yeah. Hey, hey I wouldn't have yeah. to stiff arm yeah. Seth. He's, yeah. he's not yeah, fast yeah, enough. Easy, man. He's, yeah. he's going to go low anyways. I'm going to move my feet real well. It's all that. Yeah, it's all He's going to get out of the way like a punter or kicker, you know? So you don't have to worry about it. You know, so we started working on the tribute, our tribute episode for you. And I'm not sure if you heard it, but, you know, we talked to some of your former teammates. And one of the things that really came across uh, from some of the guys, especially Izzo, was um, they were getting really defensive about the fact that they thought that everything was incredible about you because your reputation was just because of your preparation and that you were a student of the game. That, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, too, because not only you were that, but you're just a badass dude. You know, you're a badass football player. For one, I, I saw you, you know, on a basketball court as an athlete. I saw you play fast football, you know, which was fun as hell, right? Oh, yeah. But I also saw you jump six-foot walls. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Cra I mean, crashing your, your parties. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were a badass linebacker and, and playmaker, man. So I, 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 too, take, you know, personal issue with that. And sometimes, you know, people call you as an overachiever. I just call you the ultimate achiever. Like you talked about earlier, you know, you didn't waste any time doing what you, your workouts, your study habits, your, your, your nutrition, your chambers, your everything you did is propelled you to this point right now. Yeah. So I get, we all get a little upset. And Seth and Izzo, for sure. Izzo was Izzo really, really, he was mad as hell. So what do, you, what do you say to those people that, you know, only think about your preparation is what got you here instead of realizing how badass you were as a linebacker and as, you know, as a football player. I mean, I own that, like preparation. Preparation. I mean, when I first, when I was playing, I always, yeah, with the overachiever label, overachiever label, I uh, I saw that as disrespect, right? Yeah. Um, same with try hard guy. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, that's that's the worst. Right <laughs> Don't go, oh man. That's the worst. Right and that's there. where, hey, yeah. it helped motivate me. But now with preparation, that's part of the part of the game. It better I mean, be right. Right. And so, but you have to have talent to be in the NFL. We all know that. But uh, I mean. The way I look at it is more like if you're a strong guy and somebody just says, oh, he's a gym rat, okay. Well, there's a yeah, reason. Like why is that negative? Why is that? So right. for, for me, I mean, when I played to hear all that, I would be pissed. But now that I'm a Hall of Famer, who cares? That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll own it. You know, That's I'm right. like, yeah, man. There's Hey, my prep was good, man. That's the one thing I will you know, pat myself on the back, man. My prep was good, man. And it was something, a skill I trained. And But that, that's what I love about the game. It's the locker room, but I miss the prep. Game, the plan, prep. game plan is nice, right? And, and you find one little thing on the tape. And if they just even line in that during the game, and they might be on the right hash, and you're like, I know it's coming. Yeah. That right there is like a such a high, especially if you make the play. And you're like, I own this team, right? You know, it could be one play out of right. 70 plays. Yeah. But it's just, uh, that—that that is what I miss. It's irreplaceable, you know? You know, it's so funny you say that real quick, Big Seth, because I, I hear the story with Peyton Manning talking about. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. You're in my playbook. Yeah. Go ahead, Big Seth. No, no, no. Go. go. You no, got it. Like, I'm, I'm hearing what Peyton Manning's saying about, you know, how he would check and then you would check. And then you would check and then it seemed like, it seemed like you were in his head, in his playbook. Like you were talking about your preparation, but he kind of figured that you knew exactly what the hell he was doing too. One of the smartest guys ever played a game on the other side of football. Yeah, and you know what? I had I had fun when we played up in Indy. 
because it, it was quiet when the offense was right. Like, I remember you know, telling me that. Quiet. I never thought that about makes that. a difference, and it's hard when you're playing here, yeah. and it's hard on him as well. But we played them in our division twice a year until they moved out. But you start to figure out their numbers. But it doesn't matter because they have like they change colors in between a uh, live color to a dummy color, you know. So you wouldn't know until maybe partway through the drive. But there were certain things especially short yards. They didn't have a lot of short yardage tape. So when it's short yards, I, I remember this one play, they do a Y flex. He's outside the receiver and they bring in two backs and they're always 21 personnel. Well, 11 personnel right. and they brought in 21. And so they put the, the tight end out wide and on tape for the last two years, they run the lead. And all I said, I'm, I'm not knowing, you know, I know they're going to the three tech. So I'm just like, yell lead right at the start. And I just seem like, and I just, I blitz it. And, and hey, you know what? I'm like, if it wasn't a lead, I'm, I'm going to hit Marcus Pollard is going to be behind me or whatever. But I, I hit it, made the play, and just got up and just, I'm in your book, boy. I'm in your book all day. You know, and, uh, but that was one play. Yeah, so maybe took. he's thinking, that's all it takes yeah. is that one play. Yeah. And they thinking you're in their, their playbook. And I wasn't. And you can't be thinking like that anyway. You got to react. Even if you know the play, you can overrun the play, right? So it, it's uh, one of those that it was that chess match up there was really cool. But lining us up and everything, they made everything look the same. But lining us up just so we wouldn't give up the big play was, was what I feel like I, I uh, did good with. Yeah. And what about another guy that mentioned you in the Hall of Fame speech, Kevin Mawai? Yeah. He talked about, I mean, that's got to be that, – that matchup right there you had to deal with a couple yeah. times a year as well, but he gave you so much respect, Ooh. you know what I mean? And he said, talk about how tough that was. What about that? Just, just say it in his induction speech uh, yeah. is pretty cool. I mean, um, he's probably the reason I didn't go in earlier. Um, <laughs> you know? So, But he was a beast, you know, and, and I remember the first time I played him, it was probably my worst game. It was out in New York. We started 3-0. and We went out there. I can remember to this day. I just got comfortable, I guess, because I was playing good, man, yeah. in those first three games. And so I just remember getting humbled real quick. And I'm like, hey, this guy, because he could pull to the perimeter behind the line of scrimmage. If a, line, a, a center especially is trying to come directly out, uh, come you get, on, You man. got no chance. None, man. none. You know, and right. especially when you're a line right. right. But when you can pull around, but he can get around square, that's where, you know, his game was really good. Yeah. Because a lot of guys go out there pulling and he just kind of, their momentum take them out of the way. But he could be under control, get his hands on you. Yeah, he was good, man. And, and a lot of respect for him to even say that. Hey, trust me, he'll be in my induction speech, even though he's a Jet. No doubt. But he's going to be he's gonna be in my <sighs> yeah, speech. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to deal yeah, with that. And one more thing. We had Izzo on in the tribute. He talked about how, you know, the first thing they talked about in New England was if we can't block this guy, we can't beat him. You know what I mean? And that, that that's, you know, usually talk about, we got to stop this running back, we got to stop this quarterback, we got to stop this guy. They said if they couldn't block you, couldn't get to you, we, we can't beat him, it's over. Yeah. You talk about a team that went on a run like no other I New England, it. and they had, that's that was their game plan with Zach Thomas. Well, I think that's the biggest amount of respect. You know, I was out in the Super Bowl, and I saw Brian Dayball out there, and he came up to me, you know, congratulating me, and, but he said, hey, Zach, of all players, we had a play that was just called Crack Zach. 
Crack. And I thought I saw that as respect. And he says, You remember the play? I was like, Yeah, David Givens. (laughs) Oh, you I remember. Because (laughs) Did you know know it was called Crack Zack? And he said that he said that Belichick got in the team meeting and says, We're gonna run Crack Zack, and I don't care if we get one yard, but you're gonna go take him out. And so I just remember they ran it a couple times in the game. So I think the second time, I just go right at the at David Gibbs <laughs> and just blast. I don't just know what. Fun. Yeah, yeah, just go at him and uh, and and I don't know if they even picked up a yard, but uh, but that was respect right there for Bill Belichick to just say, "Hey, you're gonna call a play," just to k- kind of get in your head. I know Charlie Weiss; he was a coordinator there, so he always gave me fits. But they always had something for me in the run game, but had something in the pass game for JT. And JT always played great against Tom, man, and and. Uh, that's why he's a Hall of Famer, you know. Yeah. Just think about all these names you guys just yeah. threw out there. I mean, you talk about being in the Hall of Busts there. Malai, Peyton, Tom Brady, JT. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, there's a, there's a reason, right? It's not just the numbers you put up, but it's who you did it against. And I think that uh, that's testimony right there for all of that. So let's go back to the film study really quick, or kind of. You have told me since your rookie year that you had a read that you were taught in high school by your high school coach yeah. and that you used that throughout your entire college career and in the pros all the way through an entire uh, Hall of Fame career. You used the same read that you learned in high school. So can you can you explain to us what that is and give this high school coach a little bit of love? Because that's pretty fascinating yeah. to me. You talk about how much you thought you knew how to play receiver, but you didn't know until you got to the league. And here you are taking something that you learned in high school and applied it to be one of the best linebackers that ever played the game. Yeah, his name is Max Plunk, and I ran into him uh, when I was a junior. I transferred schools, go to a bigger school to get a chance at a scholarship, and uh, he he pretty much got me labeled smart and instinctive, and you know, you both know that. Right? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. So so I uh, look at you. Hey. But, but I'll tell you, <laughs> you but, set yourself but, up on that oh, yeah. <laughs> But I know what I'm doing here, man. But, uh, <laughs> but, hey, first road, but yeah. try to not get too in-depth, but I'll try to make it basic. Was Used to reads would be off of running back to lineman or lineman to running back were most reads. And his was a blur technique he wrote up on a napkin. And it wasn't to focus just on one guy. If you focus on the center, It'll be bad. He blocks back. They're pulling a guard the other direction. You already take a bad step. Same goes with the back. They take that offset, and they try to get you so linemen get leverage on you. Um, but it was all for that first step, and it was more of a blur. You're seeing four to five players, you know. But what's more important than that, I don't care. If you don't, if you don't align right, alignment was more important than anything because I don't care how fast your first step is or you read the play if you're aligned wrong. And I feel like that's where I won. I used to look at it like this, like if I could I'm going in depth here, but if I'm the mill backer and I'm between this, the center and the guard, you're usually called a 10 position. Well, people are like, okay, you're aligned right. Well, no, it all depends. One inch front, back, side to side, one inch, because you can take on blocks better. You can get over a block, a, you know, a down, a double team a tackle coming up over. If you're aligned one inch wider, right? But it all, how, how do you determine all that? For me, it was a feel. When they would come out and there, you know, it'd be a formation. That determines something. That tells you something. They have their tendencies. So maybe one inch here, one inch here. 
The depth of the back tells you something, especially with run pass. Yeah. The splits of the line, juice, tell you something. If they're wide one side, narrow on the back side, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, uh, the tight end to tackle tells you something, how wide they are. From down a distance to body language, it was crazy, all the things. And you get this feel, and if you can figure that out just one inch, Oh man, it can give you over. You can take a better angle at another guard that's coming on you. Things like that. That's what I was thinking of more than even the play that they're running. Wow. You know what I'm saying? On the take ons and stuff like that. So I feel like where they do say it's a game of inches. Yeah. The alignment for me. Wow. Because everybody just thinks, oh, ten alignment, and you know that's in walkthroughs. You know, the the coach say, what do you have? A gap, C gap, right. coach. I got this. Right. No, there's so much more to it. Like. Even if you feel like it's a pass, where are you going to go? A little farther forward if you're going man, or you go a little farther back, you got the tight end. There's so many things that give you the best chance where some guys just line up in that, that A gap and say, I got it, I know what I'm doing. That's not what it is. That's not where you win for me. The game's changed today, but for my day, that was where I won. I have to imagine alignment, though. The game has changed, but alignment is alignment, isn't yeah. it? I mean, with what you're describing, right. and, you know, my limited knowledge. You better be careful, though. You might start getting some coaching offers here. And I, <laughs> hey, he's I gonna know. Dis- you know he's going to disappear again. He's going to back into <laughs> Homer Simpson, backing up into the bushes. He's yeah. going to be doing that right after this one. But, but that, that's that was it, it was a, the walkthrough was more important to me than the live practice. And then, you know, juice, like walkthroughs was more, a lot of guys just, hey, it's kind of taking a break. Right. No, man. If I didn't do a walkthrough before practice, a live practice, I'd be rattled. I'd be rattled. And, you and know? not only that, but the show team, you get a little mad at them if they're not lined oh, up the way. Oh, if, yeah. if you're not showing Big me time. what's going to be shown, what's real for Sunday, that's oh, yeah. not going to work for you either. Yeah, hey, I abused them with that. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was that guy. But they, you know, yeah. you're all friends. Yeah, you know, afterwards sure. you're hanging out having a beer together. But right. uh, easy to say now. Yeah, you know, yeah, e- easy to say. Now. Yeah. You know, it was a wide receiver. Like you, know, they don't play coverage like that. That's yeah. how they play coverage. You know, yeah. you watching the film. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah I well, that poor guy's just trying to hang on and <laughs> yeah, get exactly you know, get to where you're at. He's going yeah. through the most. Get to where yeah. you're at. You know, so, so Zach, you know, nobody makes the Hall of Fame obviously without you know just a body of work that screams excellence. But there's also some signature moments. You know, so Seth and I, we're sitting back. We're thinking about our signature moment that we felt, you know, when it came to Zach Thomas. And um, we're going to share our moments with you, you know, and, and see if it stands out in your mind. But also want to hear what you feel about our signature moment for you, right? So mine, you know, signature moment came during your first game as a pro, September 1st, 1996. Uh, you celebrate your 23rd birthday by knocking the, excuse my French, shit out of Sean Jefferson. <laughs> and I remember that like it was yesterday. Because you know, I was like, uh, it was amazing because I looked back at it and it seemed like everybody else was going one way, but you were going the other way. Yeah. Same way that Sean Jefferson was going. I think Sean thought he had a clear path. And next thing you know, I mean, it was bad. I'm a, I love Sean. But man, that day was a bad day for him, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, how were you feeling when you made that play? Because it seemed like I said, it seemed like the rest of our defense was going this way. Zach Thomas was going that way. Same way Sean Jefferson was going. And boy, that was that was a hell of a collision. I tell you what, it was first, my first game. Yeah. And uh, what I remember, this might be too much, but when the lineman's coming to take me on, that's where I was talking about body language earlier. He's not going hard. He's trying to get you to run like you're running, they're running a press. And so he, and then he just waits on you. So when you see him come out kind of like not really trying to get you, he's trying to seal you. 
So he came out like that. And I said, oh, this is reverse. <laughs> and I was gone. You know, so it was just uh, certain things like that. But that focus in that first game, because I feel like when you can get that laser focus, you don't have it every game. But that was my first game. I was so hyped, you know, during the national anthem. Like, man, I made it, you know. And so it was like that focus. I wish I had that focus every game because it's inconsistent. But that's why you prepare to try to get as close as you can to those type of games because there were certain games you had that focus where you could see out to the tackles when you're looking straight ahead or some games they would be in here like right, this, right. looking through a tube. And then you'd be like, man, how do I get this? But that laser focus, uh, I had that that first game. And that was, hey, that was – Hey, just to make it to the NFL and, and, and having that opportunity, I wasn't going to, you know, take it for granted. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, Big Sam, there's like, we talk about a game, but I, I saw it all through training camp, the way he worked, the way he moved, his instincts he talked about, man, you, know, you, you saw it coming that he was going to be one hell of a linebacker. And that was a camp where yeah. you could actually see guys hit. Absolutely. Because there were a lot of live drills. A lot drills. of hit. Oh, right yeah. away. A lot of that middle drill. Oh, yeah. Middle middle drill. Well, I didn't know any better, you know, right. when I'm being a rookie. Well, the veterans knew. They were like, what is what going the hell on? Going on here? <laughs> but that was not what was asked of everybody. Yeah. So you were doing what was asked of you for sure. So my signature moment came a few years later, uh, December 30th, 2001. We were nine and five. We were tied with the Jets and we were one game behind the Patriots. They were on a bye. So like the whole AFC East was at stake. And we had the Atlanta Falcons here at home. Chris Chandler was their starting quarterback, but they also had the number one overall draft pick just sitting there. And he was waiting. A guy by the name of Michael Vick. Yeah. You know, and so he was there and he did ultimately get into that game. But you racked up 14 tackles. I got to read all this because the stat line is pretty long. 14 tackles, one and a half sacks, a pass defense, and you spearheaded not one but two goal line stands in the second half, one that came with under a minute to go in the game. And it's a game that we ended up only winning by a touchdown. So those goal line stands, you know, you talk about uh, nothing comes down to one play, but you go and look at those those goal line stands, and you had some big-time collisions in those goal line stands. They had a guy by the name of Marie Smith. They had a fullback named Bob Christian. And that, when I think about you and your career, like that game symbolizes Zach Thomas, middle <laughs> linebacker. Do, what do you remember from that game? I remember having the rhythm in that game. You know, you get that rhythm at times and, and you know, it flows well. Um, but I do remember that goal line hit on fourth and one. And uh, I got whiplash from it. And got a bone bruise on my C7. Mm-hmm. I couldn't feel my hand. And I'd have this excruciating pain oh, wow. going down. And so when we played Baltimore that year, you remember, was it was that a couple of weeks later? Yeah, it wasn't. Um, yeah, I think this was like the second yeah, or last game. And then we had yeah, to play a wild card weekend. So, uh, yeah. And I had a lot of hits that game, too. And, man, every hit just like almost felt like it was like down my neck, mm-hmm. everything. I couldn't use my head. And so it took the offseason to recover. Oh, wow. But I wasn't gonna miss a playoff game, yeah. man. I wasn't. I think I did miss a Buffalo game the following week because we already, you know, qualified clinched, or yeah. uh, clinched pretty much. And uh, and so, but yeah, that that hit right there. <laughs> I remember making that hit and everybody jumping. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. But it was that pain that went your all the way down. Teams are worse. My neck, so. The teammates are worse than other yeah. teams sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was one that yeah I remember forever. But uh, it was a good game, yeah. I didn't know yeah. it was. I didn't know all that. Yeah. Wow. I, I remember you running off the field, like, but I didn't know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's hardly no way to treat tackles. that, but with rest. Yeah. You know, so that was tough. Yeah. Man, yeah, he was always mad, please. You know me, you saw me in the 
front row. You know, the games when I have to, I was, I was still. One of those was in your end zone yeah, for sure. Man, oh, yeah, man. Coming to my end zone. Yeah, he yeah, always showed me respect in the end zone, man. They come out of tunnel, man. When I was that was there, down in your end zone. Damn right. That was right there. Yeah, buddy. That could have been right in front of you, too. I think it's thing. Yeah. A beautiful thing. I, you know, it's crazy when you look back at it. It's silly to say, but I remember lining here and then I went weak and then that left it open where that's where they ran. But I hit it hard. Yeah, you set him Came up. from the inside. You set him up. I did. You? I remember that. That's crazy the things you remember. I, mean, it's like, when you jogged I don't there, remember yeah. all the plays of that game. I just remember kind of going weak a little bit to not have, you know, have a clean shot at me, but came free on that one. Yeah. Zach, man, can you really talk about, you know, receiving the ultimate, you know, individual honor in this game, man? You know, not only that, man, but as a Miami Dolphin, the 11th Miami Dolphin going to the Hall of Fame, I mean, you're joining an elite group of men. Uh, that represents the city, this franchise, the fan base, everything that you represent, man. I mean, what, what does that mean to you? It means everything. Because, you know, being 12 years here uh, with the Dolphins, I made a lot of relationships, strong relationships, not just teammates. Seth, I mean, think about it. Stu. Yeah. I mean, I go around the whole building. Me and you, Stu and Izzo, will go Friday night moving a dinner. Oh, yeah. The, the mandates, right? Like, we just go out and cry during Titanic and stuff like that. Like, we always did movies every week, and that was what – but it's the relationships. If I go around that building that we had in Davie, yeah. if you go to the training room, I mean, you got Ben, you got Troy. It's just good people, man. Like, you go to the equipment room, Tony, Joe. Charlie, that's what it's about for me because all that hard work, we saw the hard work and you got abused, but it was love. <laughs> but because you, so you. you got assigned, you got assigned by Jason, another Hall of Famer, right. uh, you know, assigned to him too. Yeah. And so we got both of us together, yeah, two divas. But that's what it means to me because everybody knows their part and they're, they're all, all everybody's, I was mentioning was in my wedding. You know what I'm saying? That's the bond that it all started at the top, especially with Haziga. And now, to Stephen Ross, I feel like it's always a, a family Absolutely. base that it's not just the teammates. It's from the front office to the operations. Everybody is just family. And that's what I'm proud about. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely with Nat keeping everybody connected, Tom, you know, um, always reaching out. And that makes me proud. Um, as for Miami, I mean, they always have my back through all those years and even their the fans, man, they, Jim Porter, the, the president of the Hall of Fame, said, I'm glad you went in because <laughs> we post anything. It didn't even have to pertain to, like, the Dolphins, and, and they would put, put Zach Thomas in. Put, <laughs> he said it was so annoying. But that's the love. Sam for Perfectville's so, going nuts right now. Yeah, oh, man. But, but I, I told him. So I he said, felt it. The president of the Hall felt, of Fame he felt, felt the Miami Dolphins fans and oh, the pressure. big time. Oh, I love it. And they all talk about it out there on the hall, so the staff good. and everything. And I told them I was, it was me that announced the accounts <laughs> sitting in like, hey, put Zach Thomas in. You got that hey. Twitter burner. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, you know, that's what it's about. And then representing, you know, your teammates here. And we all, you know, I wouldn't change a thing, man. We we went to battle with each other and, and but back to those relationships, it's, 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 it was awesome, man. It's awesome to, and proud to be, you know, a Miami Dolphin going in and, going in with JT and Marino and, and all that, you know, 10 others pretty much. Uh, that's pretty special, man.
I'm saying there's one I saw in the hallway yeah. there yeah. with the jersey. So oh, man. that'd be cool wait. to get my jersey. I up can't there. wait. I know cool. you can't wait. Yeah. I think I saw somebody had your jersey on and had they saw those jerseys and they had your jersey on to the back and it's like this is what's coming. Oh, next, that's cool. You know what I mean? That's cool. That was, was like, me too. That was you too. <laughs> it didn't look like you, but hey, it could have been. You know who knows? Uh, he's got his son Christian <laughs> set him up <laughs> with a burner. Yeah, exactly right. You know, it is pretty amazing how you know you you've played with other guys and other teams and none of them have the same. They have the respect, but nobody realizes and talks about how great a job the Dolphins do with their former players, with an yeah. organization. It's like it's second to none. Yeah, it really is, man. And you talk about Nat and Tom and Mr. Ross, man. But the player, everything about it is just the biggest family. I mean, we talk to guys that played on the perfect season team, all the guys that played this year, and everybody in between. It's pretty impressive. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I mean, how we all stay connected. Yeah. Uh, that's what I. That's what I'm. I'm talking about. The whole family, that's how they get a family feel. It's not just, you know, you're, you're done with the team, they're done with you. You know, it's, uh, they keep, keep you connected. And I know I'm, I'm busy. Uh, Nat's always, <laughs> Nat's always phone. blowing my phone up, but <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm grateful for Nat yeah, because yeah. seriously, because he, when I, I need something, I'm always coming. I'm glad you came clean. I'm glad you came clean though. Always. He made it sound like, oh, I pick up my phone anytime anybody calls. It's yeah, so yeah. funny because when he does come out, he like sneaks up, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the suite. I'm like watching the game. He sneaks up and I'm like, what's up, Juice? Like, oh, it's ass in the building. You know what I mean? That's so right. We get it. We get it. Yeah. That's, sure. That's great stuff. Really cool. Well, uh, again, so thankful that you are here. I know we kind of gave you a hard time, or I gave you a hard time, about the 17 interviews that you did before you got here back in the fish tank. But the truth is, you helped put us on the map because back in 2018, you were one of the first guests we ever had. And, you know, if you didn't do that, who knows what uh, we'd be doing something else, maybe. Probably. For, for sure. Probably. So, so we do appreciate that. I'm surprised it's still going. No. <laughs> No, hey, I'd have thrown a jab back. But you know what? Hey, seriously, I've listened to every one of your podcasts, man. I appreciate and you know that. what? It, it, it reminisces. It makes me feel yeah. good, especially the funny stories. And I'll do a great job with that. I'm, I'm not surprised, man. Because you, you, you both of you, man. I'm, I'll we give love you love exactly. Yeah, man. man. We love yeah, it. It means a lot. And, and, and we are trying to maintain the integrity of, of what we did back in 2018 with you, but also grow and evolve. And certainly you see that, uh, this is probably yeah, the nicest. Yeah, this yeah, is the nicest yeah, set we had yeah, since we were at his house. I guess we were zooming by then. Oh, you came to the house. That's we right. We did. Okay. We came to your house for that yeah. one. Um, and that's why you told us we'd never be invited back. <laughs> Having said that, we did add a segment as well. And, uh, and it's the two-minute drill. Oh, yeah. And so Juice always talks about how the offensive guys love the two-minute drill. And they're trying to, you know, really, that's when they come alive. And they're using the timeouts and calling the plays and working the defense and trying to score the touchdown. And defensive guys just want to get off the field. But I feel, Juice, like a Hall of Fame linebacker wants more than yeah. just getting off the field. Oh, yeah. So we're going to, and I know you love hard-hitting questions. And, and, and I know you love being surprised. We're going to throw some things at you that are fast-paced. It's a two-minute drill. Uh, we're going to start the clock. I see Eric's getting it ready. And, you know, let's see how, how Zach Thomas handles the final two-minute drill. Well, I got this. I got Sam, Sam and Pat on the outside, <laughs> JT, Trace rushing, Timbo in the middle. I love it. All right. Clock is Four or five down linebacker here. You this know he's true. on the field. You yeah, know what I mean? Go. So no matter what it sure is. we knew that as well. Yeah, right. All right, here we go. As soon as you were named to the Hall of Fame, you did what we expected, and you gave credit to your teammates. So let's see what really – what teammate really has your back, Zach? If you were in a barroom brawl, which teammate would be the guy you'd want on your side? 
No question. This is that's easy. Tim Bowen. Tim Bowen. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Tim Bowen. Yeah, grown ass man, right there. Yeah, man. That's my guy. He is definitely the guy you would not want to be on the other side yeah, of for right, sure. Right, yeah. Okay, if you had to retake your SATs, which teammate would you want to help you with the test? And I'll just put help in quotes. I took the ACT. Okay. And I did take it twice. I had to take it twice. <laughs> you do what you got to so, do. So I don't want, uh, uh, I wouldn't want too big of a gap. It would throw up a red flag. So it's, <laughs> I'd say Izzo. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. So you don't want like like a Tim Ruddy or a, or no, a Jason Rice or anybody? Izzo's smarter than he looks, yeah. man. You know, so <laughs> he, he went to Rice. So, so that's my guy. He, he he is a smart guy. I just I like to bust his chops because that's my boy. You know. He said he doesn't want too much of a gap. Like, <laughs> no, I don't need that. Yeah, that, it wouldn't make and, any and sense. Trace, Tim Ruddy, or any of that stuff. Yeah. They're gonna be like red flag. Fifteen hundred. We're gonna see if they're the same missed answers on all these yeah, tests. Right. I love it. All right. So, what if you needed tickets to a red carpet movie premiere? Which teammate would you call? Red, red carpet. Yep. This guy. Except not me. You know everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mayor, man. I mean, not you know, you're you're my teammate. Yeah, I call you know everybody. Who, I call him all the time. But if yeah. not, if it's teammate, it'd be you, Juice, because you know everybody as well. But Juice I, will I, get you in the door. Go, oh, you I can make a phone door. call for you. Oh, you make the phone. Call. I like it. I pre- <laughs> I call you that. know what though? I appreciate being a teammate. No, yeah. thank hey, you for that. No, for sure. <laughs> we're all teammates. We're all teammates. I, I appreciate yeah. that. All right, here's a tough one. You need to pick one former teammate to win the tag team beer chugging championship. Oh God. Who's your guy? Shane Burton, man. Oh, oh big Shane. Dude. I forgot about the class that I did. Monster, dude. Yeah. Hey. Wow, that's a good one. Hey, big hey. Shane. Let me tell you, he could pound him. You know what? I'm, it's not a nothing to be proud we'll about. We'll call timeout because it's been <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm rambling, but no, it's I got, okay. you know, at the elbow room yeah. one time. I won a, a, a chugging contest, and it was versus old man with a white beard. <laughs> Looked like Uncle Jesse on Duke's house. So it's like, I just remember. And and I I pounded that. They said you won. They came out with a beach chair and an umbrella, <laughs> and they gave me all this. And it was a real contest. It was a real contest. Yeah. No, that's well, what I'm saying. Pre- like I was very proud of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, damn right. Because I was intimidated. Man, this guy it. looked the part, man. Yeah. But he'd been doing it forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, right up there yeah. with Pro Football Hall of Famer. I'm gonna put elbow it. room <laughs> beer chugging. Yeah, champion. I think so. Put it right Over. by the bust. <laughs> put the umbrella. In the t- I, don't, I don't still have it, but I was oh, proud of that moment. That's too funny. I thought I thought it'd been Izzo, but I thought so too. That's okay. Izzo had to get a good night's sleep because he's taking his SAT. Izzo, when he pound, he could pound, but he he'd hold a beer in one. Hand in his nose and the other go like that. You it just don't look win, right. You can't win like that. No matter if you can't. do win, it's not right. It's just not right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's gonna go be happy. You know, well, speaking of Izzo, though, you know, he recently right. told us about the collision that you guys have, you know, uh, and mm. forced him into plastic surgery. What's the hardest you ever hit someone on the NFL field? Well, back, let me get to Izzo. I know we're running yeah, out you're of good. time, but you got uh, plenty of time, brother. Like, you know, you used to, when they kick a ball and they see a flyer going up and they get their head up, they're in trouble. I learned it from you. <laughs> so I remember being in punt safe, they're blocked, and he's running down free as the up back, and he's looking up like he doesn't see me. I'm looking up like I don't see him, like over there. <laughs> and then we just both, because I already know him. Right. You know, know he's, he's going to he's he's try to get his shot. And so he, <laughs> I gave him the shot back, you know what I'm saying? And, and little did I know that it did put... You know, hey, I'm, he had a I'm, season I'm proud of that. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that moment. I know you are. Yeah. Well, it's living with him for the rest of his yes. life now because he's got a star. Yes. So, <laughs> but to your point, I would go all the way back to high school, man. My best hit was a junior year quarterback. 
that I hit. I hit him to the moon, man. It was like one of those hits that, but I remember the, the backup came in through a Hail Mary on the next play and they, they tied us in the game. But, uh, Should have left the guy <laughs> in the game. Yeah. We've had, we've had games like that. We didn't want to take the starter out, game. right? Yeah, yeah, back to that Chris Chandler game. So. Yeah, that, that was my best hit. It was a, wow. it, 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 so it, still, it was still us. a good hit, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was I'm good. Sure I'm proud of that. All right, one final question for you here in the two-minute drill. We know, again, we talked about it being a matter of when and not if. We know that not only applied to you getting into the Hall of Fame, but how soon into your enshrinement speech can we expect this tough-hitting Texas linebacker to just start crying like a baby? Uh, pretty early. <laughs> early like, and often, baby. Yeah, once it start talking about family, I think. Yeah. If I get my mom and dad in there, I think it's going to get me, but i got to prepare for that because – you know, you don't want, you don't get much time. You don't want to be up there sobbing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and not getting words out. Up Man. People that don't know you, this is a linebacker. It's a linebacker. <laughs> I, know, I know. Exactly. I mean, this guy, I mean, come on, oh, man. Everybody funny. knows yeah. you, know, Zach. Everybody knows you. Well, bro. that was yeah. a two minute drill and four and a half minutes juice. There but, uh, I mean, it was worth every second of it. And, uh, a lot of jokes, a lot of fun. And I'm sure that's not going to stop with us. And, and if it ever does, I think we'd be disappointed. But, all seriousness, you know, if we can take a second here and, and stop the jokes, really, really happy for you, man, and proud of you. And it was an honor for me to be some little small part of that journey. I tell Juice class of 96, man, we'll never forget it. Right. And, uh, you know, just excited for you. And I, I can't wait to see you up there in that gold jacket. Hey, appreciate it. It's going to be a good time and can't wait. And uh, you better be ready for the party, man. Oh, you know, come on. You know, I'm ready. He's already he's made He's going to be sleeping. Yeah, I, I, I got this, Zach. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll do it. He, I'll he, I'll be, he know he's going to be. He got bedtime, you know what I mean? We, we got this, bro. Yeah, I can't wait. Early. I've already got my flight and everything. I can't wait. Oh, Looking awesome, for me and, the, me and my kids are coming. It'll be good, man, to reconnect with everybody, right? So it's going to be fun, man. Dude, I've got everybody's going to be there. So it's going to be real dope. Awesome. Real dope. Hey, thanks for diving in, Zach. Yes, sir. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, OJ, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one. of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank, Celebrate big or cry hard. Leave it all on the field. We gon' try hard. Old school, a new school. Mix it in. Feeling like we up close when we listening. Dolphins tales in Miami is the deep end. We vibing with our favorite players. No secret. We get with Seth and McDuffie. Bringing up stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it. Dolphins fans never budget. We loyal to the team. Whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. You looking at that fish tank. It's time to dive in. fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rockin' with OJ and Seth, time to dive up in that fish tank.
Y'all fans were at it, Tony, but they never been there.